Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. Welcome to The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Uh, glad to be back at it once again, and uh, also glad you are along for the ride. As always. Otherwise, we're just talking to ourselves. That makes Which us crazy. We do, we always do that before the show. I mean, we talk to ourselves a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're entertaining, period. But yeah. we're just trying to share it with a few more people. That's all. Check out our uh, webpage, thevocalminority.net. You can find all our socials there. Check out our uh, Twitter page while Twitter is still Twitter. Did you hear the sign came down <laughs> in San Fran today? No, what do you mean? They're, they closed the office there? Uh, they're no. taking the sign down. I've got a, a story I'll read later in the program with oh. Leon Musk. Or Leon. I think we should start calling him Leon. Uh, uh, what's his name? Elon. Elon. Okay, that might that hurt my brain for a second. Uh, he's alluding to something new coming, so we'll see what it is. Who knows? Oh, Maybe good. it's just a ploy to try and... Make a get little us, money. Yeah, get us to go back on that platform again. Is this, yeah. Is this like new Coke? It, oh, it, yeah. It, it's not going to work out well for you. It, it, we want it, the it, classic, it, damn it. Yeah. We shall see. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, find the website, thevocalminority.net, and find us on all of the socials, including at this moment Twitter, but we've been debating if that needs to go away or not. Any action on the, the, uh, the threads, as the kids say? Uh, Brewski's liking it, so, you know, he yeah. some of our stuff. That was nice. Otherwise, yeah. I hear the uh, the interest level in threads has plummeted in the last, like, two weeks here, so we'll see what what is really going to come of that, you know, site or not. It was just a new toy. Yeah, a whole bunch of people downloaded it, and now interactive, uh, the interaction on there apparently is uh, plummeted. So. Well, well, well I, think what it, I think also what it is is that people, you, you need to get into a routine. Like, that's, the, that's where you want to go to interact with things sure yeah it needs to become your new norm a habit exactly yeah steve's uh steve's got a special reveal with a brand new motor motorcycle under a sheet later if you're watching on the uh, podcast <laughs> i'm gonna figure out if i need to just ignore that or do something about it but. if you can you can probably ignore it it's yeah, gonna happen again. it's gonna keep happening uh, i've got the <laughs> studio windows open here today because it's it's not in the 90s like it was and up here in the mountains with the sun exposure that feels like a hundred something but hey dude speaking of which yeah. uh i had some uh, I, my niece and nephew were in town for the week hanging with us we were having a conversation because rachel and i uh were talking about the podcast she listened to some of the podcasts and she said is that right what steve was saying about you know like if you're six thousand feet up that you know closer to the sun you feel the heat hotter yeah. yeah yes i hate to break this to you dude i stuck up for you and i was like i'm pretty sure that's right how could it not be right uh well i mean uh that's not how it works the higher up you go like uh if you're in an airplane Thirty thousand feet. <laughs> My door to slam. Sorry. Oh, uh, if you're up in an airplane at thirty thousand feet, you're you're freezing. If you go outside, I mean, the higher you get, closer to the sun, it gets colder. There's a tipping point for that, obviously. If you're thirty thousand feet up, of course, it's freezing because of the air temperature. I'm saying here at Lake Tahoe, the air temperature is ninety-two degrees, but because you're six thousand feet closer to the sun. I have experienced it anecdotally, but certainly I've had so many people say, like, the sun is way more intense up here. And you're 6,000 feet closer. So, yeah. 
Again, I backed you up because I thought that sounded correct. I should, right? Yeah. (laughs) But uh, uh, go do some more research on it. It's interesting. I couldn't get the answer I was looking for scientifically. I'm not saying that necessarily the UV exposure is any higher. I'm saying it's hotter. You feel the sun more. If you get to 30,000 feet, obviously it's going to be colder up there. But uh, the sun, uh, I don't think that has anything to do with the effects of the sun. So I challenge the audience, but I can tell you, living in the mountains, the sun is more intense up here. I don't know about that, dude. Cool. You, bet, you better go check it out. I don't need to be condescended to by flatlanders, okay? You sea level people. We're I'm a special a breed up here. Wait, wait, wait. Flat, flatlanders? What are you? Are you from effing Vermont or something? I mean, come on. That's what we call you people. We live up in oh, the mountains. You know, we're 6,000 feet up. So that, That's what Hicks in Vermont that, that bang their livestock call people who don't live, don't live in the mountains. I think those are flat earthers. Why would they call people flatlanders? No. Because there are a lot of mountains in Vermont. That's why it's called the Green Mountain State. Please. I look down on you, Vermont, literally. I'm at almost 7,000 feet at this house right here. I'm a superhero. I train up here. Wow. You think a lot of it. I mean, he's not alone, Brewski. This is how Tahoe. Tahoe's arrogant. I mean, and Steve will admit that. Like, it's just kind of an arrogant bunch of we're better than you. Look where we live. Right. I mean, we're better than you. What do you want me to say? Good good thing I'm not living there. Why? What would you do? Well, they don't feel inadequate the minute I walked into town. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. That's right. Keep your distance for our <laughs> ego's sake. So. All right. Well, let's hop into it, boys. Uh, again, the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski, and we will indeed give you some news you need to know. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this. We interrupt our program to bring you a special. Here is program. a news bulletin. We interrupt this program to bring you all the humanity and all the faith. The state which will live in infamy. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Need to know news. I said, oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Hot granny sex. Right. <laughs> I'm glad we have a long intro there. I, I, uh, you know, I fixed my curtain back there, so we'll see. How that <laughs> oh yeah, you put it up in a ponytail. I did. That's nice. I need people to see my vintage dirt bike because everyone comments on it. What no do they does. say? How cool! No, no one ever, no one has no ever once commented on why does this guy have a dirt bike behind him in a podcast studio? Well, I expected maybe. to hear from Kawasaki after like a month, you know, throwing money at us. But uh, you thought that'd do it. I, th- I thought it would. But <laughs> maybe, maybe you need to drop a hint. I, I, I actually have several times. But uh, Oh, good for you. I should do it in Japanese, apparently, because they're not getting the message. So. Yeah, you need uh, a translator, dude. Right. Konnichiwa. Oh, exactly. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, you should be looking at us on YouTube or any of our social media. So there you go. All right. So uh, a couple of months back when this Bud Light, Dylan Mulvaney controversy thing started up, we got into this whole... You know, point about conservatives are actually gigantic snowflakes themselves. They're always calling liberals snowflakes, but turns out they like canceling stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And we do have a little Bud Light update that I'll get to in a moment. But let's start with the uh, the, the most recent conservative uh, temper tantrum little meltdown. Okay. You guys up on this Jason Aldean garbage? I know none of us are country fans, so we're uh, we're only learning about this through the news. Uh, well, I'm a fan of classic country. Exactly. Uh, that I was going to say, that, so, that's what I like, too. Which, yes, you have to call it classic country, because the modern country scene has become pop music, whether you yes. want to admit that or not. Uh, you're an inch away from being a boy band with all of your poppy, crappy, you know, musical things out there. 
I think you're on to something. They're boy bands in boots. I mean, that's the real difference. Yeah, and what is with the twang they all sing with? No one even in this country really has that dialect anymore, that affect or whatever. But most country singers are not from the South, you know? Like a bunch of them are from California and all this thing. But just part of the microphone and start twang. It's hard to say tractor without, you know, saying it in an accent. It's cultural appropriation. They're pretending to have a twang. Yeah, they don't oh. really. So, But anyways, are you guys up with this Jason Aldean thing, his quote-unquote pro-lynching song? Yeah, yes. try that in a small town, you bastard. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny to me that, okay, whether the song is pro-lynching or not, I mean, it talks about basically, you know, try protesting in a small town and see how that goes over for you. He uh, did the video in front of this courthouse that has a history uh, behind it of lynching and, uh, you know, civil rights violations. And you have to wonder why he picked that courthouse of all backdrops. So, and that's the, that's the Maury County Courthouse, M A U R Y. Apparently, he's saying that, well, I grew up 20 minutes from it. Like it's always no. been like an icon uh, that I've appreciated, you know, architecture wise. He grew up in Macon, Georgia. Why? Yeah, he's just an architecture buff now, so he decided to randomly put that thing there. Uh, Even if you want to say it's not a pro-lynching song, it's certainly an anti-protesting song, which is completely un-American for people that are so pro-Second Amendment. Have you watched the whole video? Uh, no, I've only seen clips. I, I mean, that would be like jabbing myself with a you know pencil for three minutes. Why do I want to do that? Oh, I'll, I'll give you a review, dude. I've listened to the whole song. I watched the whole video just because I felt like I needed to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is your pickup truck still working? <laughs> yeah, everything's fine, dude. I just felt like, you know, I don't need to talk about it if I can't look at it. So, uh this it is like Steve said, basically, it's full of anti-protest stuff. Um, and it's real funny because uh, he does it in front of the courthouse and people started lighting him up on the Internet saying like, uh, you know, this is so terrible. Well, then people he he put out a quick statement that just said, like, you know, every scene from that that's in that video is from america from an american protest they were all (laughs) taken and so people you know started going through it and looking at it and they found all this clip art uh what's the stuff stock art yeah stock footage or whatever stock stock footage yeah yeah. (laughs) and a lot of it is stock footage and it's picked in a you know a way that is pandering and sick it's yeah. racist. I mean, it is. Well, There's no way you can look at it. It's not overt. It's a dog whistle. I thought. I thought some of that footage that they that they had in there. It's been shown, proven that um, some of it actually doesn't even come from the United States. That's correct. I mean, a lot of it's from uh, European uh, protests and uh, the rest of it's from stock footage. There's a great gal who just like went through like she's got a lot more time on her hands than I have, but like frame by frame and tried to find these clips and where they came from. And they were from protests that happened a long time ago. Some of them in Europe. You mean no January 6th footage was used in there? I thought he was trying to be fair and equal about this, right? Yeah, it's just uh, these are bad things. We shouldn't be to try that in a small town. Well, so Jason Aldean had a little uh, conservative temper tantrum the other night at one of his concerts. Uh, Nick, I, I understand you've got audio of it. Yes. Is this right. from the concert or? This is from the concert. And uh, apparently this is all that I could find that he said at the show. But it's about 40 seconds long. And uh, yeah, here it is. I feel like everybody's entitled to their opinion. You can think... You can, you can think something all you want to, it doesn't mean it's true, right? So, what I am, 
is a proud American. I love our country. I want to see it restored to what it once was before all this bull started happening to us. I love my country, I love my family, and I will do anything to protect that. I can tell you that right now. Country music fans rally like I've never seen before, and it was pretty bad to watch. I gotta say, thank you guys so much. Oof. Okay, so he's you know it's some of the other quotes I have here uh, from this. Yeah, I think it's from the same culture. You know, Aldine took aim at cancel culture before sending a shout out to a bunch of his country fans. Uh, it says, "quote You guys know how it is in this day and age. Cancel culture is a thing." How many of those people chanting USA USA are, are also now currently trying to cancel Bud Light because of Dylan Mulvaney? You know. Well, it's, be- it's become a new statement. I've I uh, just uh, maybe I'm late to the party, but over the last week, week and a half, I've just been seeing like they're now saying like, should we Bud Light them a- right. as a form of boycotting? Right? It's now a huge thing. Do you idiots not understand how hypocritical you're being? Jason Aldean's up there saying, you know, screw cancel culture. Well, you're out there going, yeah, screw cancel culture, but cancel Bud Light real quick. And we all like another example of a conservative meltdown, snowflake, whiny ass little bitch, Jason Aldean, complaining about cancel culture in front of a sold out crowd while he's number one on the country charts. You're not canceled. Your audience will never cancel you. This will do wonders for his career because they love this kind of crap. But Stop bemoaning cancel culture while you're doing it yourselves, you Bud Light protesting redneck idiots. And Bud Light's just one of the most recent examples. You've done it with a ton of stuff, right? Disney. I mean, hello. They're trying to cancel Disney because, uh, you know, they're against the anti-gay laws in Florida. The list goes on and on. Major League Baseball, when they pulled the All-Star game out of, where was it, Atlanta or something? Yes, it was Atlanta. Right. Then everyone's cancel Major League Baseball. Like, I just want people to acknowledge that everyone is triggerable. Everyone has things they don't like and they want to protest. And that's very American. But just embrace it. If you want to cancel Bud Light, if you want to cancel Jason Aldean, it's fine. It's America. We can protest. But stop being mother effing hypocrites about it. And just let the chips fall where they may. Like Steve always says, this is just a free market. Like you can buy it or don't buy it. And if a lot of people don't buy it, you're obviously going to suffer. Make your words known that way. Exactly. And that is not a new concept in this country. This has been going on forever. They try to make this sound like it's some new age woke thing. But people have been boycotting or putting their money where their mouth is for forever and ever. Yes. Yeah, if enough people don't buy the product along with you, then yeah, it does go away. Well, you know what the problem is? The problem is, is that groups like minority groups in this country that used to not hold so much power now are speaking back, are speaking up and are saying, you know what? I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to take it right anymore. And they don't like that. That's what they mean when they say we want to bring this country back to what it once was. He means that that blacks and other minorities get in line and and know their place. Yes. And and white people tell them what to do. And yeah. this, these are the crumbs that we can give you. And that that's all you're going to get. Don't ask for anything more. I know. Make America great again, dude. I mean, it starts with the president, right? Like, uh, make it former, great whoa, again. Whoa, whoa. Former president. Yes, please. 
The, yeah, twice, this whole notion that things were somehow better back in some era that no one can ever define is always weird to me. But, you know, Jason Aldean, if you're going to write the song, have the balls to stand behind it and say, yeah, I'm sick of you liberal hippie protesters. Like, just freaking own it. And yeah, I did it in front of the courthouse because it's got a history of putting you people in your place. Like, be a freaking man and own it. You wrote the song. Stop pussyfooting around it. It'll never Snowflake. happen, dude. It just won't because that is the dog whistle, right? It just has to be overtly racist. Uh, so they all know, but and this is some sort of thing that's happening now where, hey, this is how we identify ourselves. You walk through the door, this is the badge we show. Yes, yeah. so, and that's what I'm saying. Then just own it because you know your country fans aren't going to cancel you. The three of us aren't fans of you anyway, so we can't cancel you either because we never spent money on you to take it back. So you're going to be just fine, but be a freaking man and own what you're trying to say with your song. And just to be completely fair and unbiased, uh, the song, as a person who's been in radio most of my life, uh, I'm somewhat of an expert in music. This song is just terrible. And he didn't even write it. It was written for him. But it's bad, dude. It's been on. It's been released like four months ago. And People no just started, this. you know, finding it. So, yeah, no it's one a could bad understand song. the lyrics. He's such a mushmouth, the way he's saying. So it's <laughs> well, like, and yeah, did someone actually write it for him? I know so many country I, artists because you are pop music. You have all these songwriters. I think there were two or three different guys who actually, wrote it for him. I have the names. The na- song was written by a person named Kurt Allison. Mm. Tully Kennedy, mm. Kelly Lovelace, and Neil Thrasher. So four people. Wow. It took four people to write that song, and only one and one jackass to take credit for it. <laughs> right. That yeah. may be part of why he doesn't want to take ownership. He doesn't want to be outed as uh, I didn't actually write this. I'm just like freaking, you know, uh, some boy pop band. Like some producer wrote this song for me. Team of songwriters. I'm just singing it. I saw somebody else giving commentary on just like him as an artist. And from what this guy said, I guess I haven't fact checked this, but uh, he grew up very wealthy. Like you're you've never ridden the range and drove in a broken down truck. Like I was saying at the beginning of this. Right. None of these country guys are actually country. (laughs) Right. And why the rednecks aren't offended by that. You know, they just they don't want to look past the surface layer. No, they don't. They just want to say, like, try that in a small town dude we've got get yeah, and the the one of the lyrics is like uh, you can't take the guns my grandpa gave to me you can prime for my cold dead tried in a small town yes (laughs) so yeah so that's the latest i do have a little bud light dylan mulvaney funny update can i just say so one more thing on it yeah 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 uh rachel and i were having just a discussion over the weekend and you know what I'm from a small town. I'm pretty sure that Steve is originally from a small town and sort of lives in a small town now. Right. Uh, I'm like John Mellencamp. I was born in a small town. <laughs> yes. I'm John Mellencamp. Uh, we, this is not what a small town is, by the way. I mean, the things that I loved about growing up in a small town is obviously like community and people do help each other out a little bit more. You know, people around the, you know, that's a yeah. small town. But I wonder why, if you really wanted this to be about like the spirit of a small town, why you didn't like the footage isn't parades and, you know, like people hugging and helping a neighbor, like you still could have pulled it off but this is this is racist yeah and i totally agree i was born in a small town and uh i guess it was on the progressive side of things but 
the thing about a small town is you all know each other. So if someone was out there protesting, I'm not going to run them over with my pickup truck because I know them. I may go engage with them or whatever. But this notion that just every small town is some backwoods racist, uh, we're going to beat up hippie protesters thing is just not accurate. So no. maybe your small towns, Jason Aldean. <laughs> Or the person that wrote the lyrics for you, maybe they're small town, but uh, that's really not a small town sentiment. Most small towns are actually, they try to look out for each other. And if someone's protesting, they're going to, you know, probably want to know why and get engaged. So, and by oh, the way, right. you can't block traffic in a small town. You got to go to the big city. No one's going to notice. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, starts with one person at a time. They should change the name of the song to try that in a racist town and just call it what it is. Yes. Thank you. That would be accurate. And we could all agree with try How that in a sundown downtown try that in a dying town <laughs> right yeah. and uh nick referenced i grew up in a small town in michigan i live in a small town now here in the mountains of california nevada lake tahoe uh we got less than twenty thousand people living around here so it's a small town but we just made some international news on this dylan mulvaney bud light thing that i was oh. so happy to see lake tahoe get some credit for this fantastic can we just uh maybe give them a little one of these congratulations yes brewski uh, charles barkley how would you define his politics generally i think you know a little more about him is he all over the place or is he conservative liberal what do you think no he's more on on the liberal the liberal side of things um uh, but charles is very much a person that doesn't let you pigeonhole him into into any one thing well he's uh continuing that tradition then so we just had the big uh, celebrity golf tournament here in lake tahoe uh you may have seen it on nbc it's an annual event it's it's celebrity golf but it's mainly sports stars maybe a few actors or comedians and stuff uh yeah, steph curry hit uh, a hole in hole one, in one. And then he also hit a, a hugely long putt to win that thing, which is not surprising because he, he's one of the greatest shooters in NBA history. He's an outside shooter. So he yeah, has he's that clearly vision. a good athlete and he's got good hand-eye coordination. <laughs> yeah, he knows yeah. how to get it in a hole. <laughs> You've heard that about NBA players as well. So, <laughs> yeah, yes. right, yeah. Um, and I will say, not to take away from his hole-in-one, but he hit it on 17, which yeah. is where every tournament I've ever played at Edgewood there, 17 is the hole-in-one challenge because it's conceivable to hit a hole-in-one. It's, it's 150, 150 yards, yards. maybe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so it's... You know, it's not some par five yeah. or something, but it's still, it's a hole in one. So cool. Steph Curry. Yeah. He did win the whole tournament, but Charles Barkley has been involved in this tournament, I think, since it started. And if you don't know what kind of golfer Charles Barkley is, uh, I mean, he's the worst golfer on the planet. He he's is, got a real bad swing. Oh, he's comically terrible. And that's why everyone loves him. He's out there just chunking it left and right. It's just a brick wall, little finesse. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it, he's fun. He's kind of the comic relief out there of these celebrities golfing and no conceivable way he'll ever win that thing. He may kill someone with a stray shot, but <laughs> not when, you know, hole in one in someone's head. But other than that. <laughs> But what, is very, he Menon, Brewski, or Speed Stick? By Menon. He used to do those commercials, Sir Charles <laughs> Barkley. Don't you remember? Right, no, no, right. no. It was, it was right guard. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was the yes, right guard. Because, okay. because, um, yeah. because he, he did the whole thing about being malodorous, and it's, <laughs> right. anything less would be uncivilized. That's exactly. right. Well, he's continuing his civility here. So <laughs> Charles Barkley was in Lake Tahoe. NBA legend Charles Barkley has defended Bud Light after its partnership with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, spark this old boycott. 
He branded those people rednecks. His comments were captured across several nights uh, this past week or so at a bar, they say, in Lake Tahoe, California. I will tell you, he was at Harris Casino. He was at the party with Artie, which is yes. this local dude that has a keyboard, and he knows every song ever written by anyone, and he does he's, these kooky keyboard versions. Of, <laughs> he's of a human every. jukebox, dude. Party fun. Artie. Yes, yeah, he's, he's, he's a great time. We have danced with the party with Artie. You remember we that? sure have. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. It. I think that was my first time in Tahoe. I went to see Party Artie. I think it was. We danced with my former mother-in-law, who later told me, yeah, you shouldn't be dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Which hurt, but that's okay. But yeah, so he was at Harris, the center stage there, the party with Artie, and he got up on stage. And I don't know if he'd been drinking or whatever, but he went on uh, quite a tangent. He said, quote, you want here, the audio? Uh, yeah, let me know if you do. I got it. Oh, you do? Okay, very yeah. good. I will say, some of the videos circulating were, in fact, recorded by our own morning show host, Howie Nave, at KRLT Radio. He oh, was there nice. for this. And he oh, filmed really? It. Yeah, so some of the video, because I looked it up. He tried to tell me he was, like, the only video of it, but that turns out not to be accurate. But he is one of the social media videos that have gotten a whole bunch of attention from it. And, and yeah, if you got some audio, go ahead and play it. I want y'all to drink this I got three kisses of Bud Light. Hey, and I want to say this. If you're gay, bless you. If you're transgender, bless you. And if you have a problem with that, fuck you. Wow. Let's pause that so we don't make an editing nightmare here. No, it's done. Uh, so yes, Nick played some of the audio there. Uh, we'll censor that for the children, but, uh, he's, and it was a little hard to hear, but he said, Hey, let me tell you something. All you rednecks or a holes who don't want to drink Bud Light, F you all. Uh, he said, I ain't worried about getting canceled. Cause let me tell you something. If you all fire me and give me all that money, I'm going to be playing golf every effing day. <laughs> so listen, as I said last night, if you're gay, God bless you. If you're trans, God bless you. And if you have a problem with that, F you. So Charles Barkley went on a pro gay rights, transgender, drinking Bud Light. He said, I bought three cases of it, free to whoever wants it. And of course, now conservatives are calling on Charles Barkley to be canceled. Yeah. And he said at the beginning, uh, you can't cancel me. Right. You no. can't cancel me. Not so at this stage of the game. He's got nothing well, to be canceled from. But the thing about hmm. this is so it's been tried so many times with him and he won't back down. Right. He's but and that's the thing is that's the way he was as a player. Right. And he did it on his own time. This was not part of the tournament per se. He wasn't standing at the tee or something. I mean, he was out on the town. He went up on stage, told this crowd this. That's uh, what we call freedom of speech in America. We're supposed to encourage that kind of stuff. But try that in a small town, Charles Barkley, and apparently you're going to get lynched in front of the courthouse. I wonder what they'll uh, wonder what the backlash will be. I haven't seen what's happened so far. Well, they're I don't again, I don't know what they would cancel. And uh, but I just love that Charles Barkley decided to go on that tangent because we need to stop giving into this right-wing bullying stuff. I am exactly. sick of liberals, progressives, or people with just some common sense that believe in treating other humans equally, feeling like we have to be silenced because we're so sick of these conservatives freaking out on us. You know, Target, yeah. don't take the Pride Month stuff down. Charles Barkley, don't back down. Like, yeah, speak up. This is what we should be doing. Well, what do you think about CMT polling that video? Of Jason Aldean down. Do you think they should have let it play? I think they're a private company, and if they want to make that choice, they have every goddamn right to. 
Same with any radio station that doesn't want to play it. If you don't want to be part of that stuff, don't be part of it. That's what we're talking about with boycotts and cancel. Like you can speak up. You know, our radio station, Nick and I, we, we dropped Kid Rock a couple of months ago when all this crap came out because I'm sick of people weaponizing these issues and against real humans. There are people being belittled, death threats, killed, lynched, ma, all that stuff. So I don't think it's cool to, uh, you know, mainstream, uh, Kid Rock when he says these kinds of things. So we're a privately owned radio station. We pulled his music. So if CMT wants to pull the video, go right ahead. It's freaking America. It's your choice. It's not censorship, Steve. No, it's not censorship. If the government tries to ban, ah, then it's censorship. Thank exactly. you for making that distinction. Right. Just like if uh, another country station wants to keep playing it, go ahead. If your advertisers are okay with that, then you'll get away with it. Yeah. Steve, as, as an owner of, uh, of a radio station, I've heard people who are non-radio people in the past complain about air talent being told what they can and can't say mm. on the air. They're yeah. like, what happened to freedom of speech? And I and some other people that I know, including a, a guy who's now the midday host in Phoenix at a rock station, keeps telling these people they are private employers. Yep. They have every right to be able to tell you what you can and can't say on their airways. That's their license. If the government tells you what you can't say, that's that's a violation of the First Amendment rights. And but radio not, is a no, tough one with that because it's radio is regulated by the government. The the the, the company saying or management saying that that's not the government saying right. you're not allowed to say you know f or you know the c word or anything like sure. that. And you by know, the way, there are things like you could use the N-word on a radio station if you want to. The yeah. the government, that's not on the list of words we're not allowed to say by the FCC. Now, your advertisers are going to flee like mad and your station's going to go under. But, you know, there is a difference between certain things the FCC has said you cannot say. And then there's just a bunch of things that are dumb to say for business that you simply can't get away with. And, yeah, companies that own radio stations are private owners. I mean, we put a lot of money on the line. And, yeah. uh, you know, we should be able to regulate content to some extent now if you've got a shocking morning host and that's what you want to go for then you've got to take the slings and arrows but yeah. you are allowed to set limits you are allowed to fire somebody for something they've done and i'll go you one further a lot of radio people have morality clauses in their contracts where even if you're not on the radio if you go to some public event and you start railing on the jews or something i'm allowed to fire you because you are a public person for my radio station mm -hmm. so what you just did publicly is going to fall back on us so mm -hmm. You know, I can fire you because you did something, you know, uh, violating the morality clause we put out there. Now, right. someone like a Howard Stern or Rush Limbaugh, like they're designed to shock. So those companies are going to have a, you know, a more leniency towards it. But everyone's got the limit. And if you simply want to be just some modern hit station and you don't want your DJs going off on tangents, you're absolutely allowed to tell them to shut the F up. You create the product when you own it and you're putting it out there. It's like putting out a movie. Like, this is what we want people to see. Act it out. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I told you guys last weekend that I went camping. Uh, didn't I tell, did I tell you about the Bud Light story with my camping neighbor? Oh boy. I know you told me off here. I don't remember if it was part of the show though. I don't think it was. So I I'm going to expand on it for just a second. Cause I didn't realize, I mean, I realized how much people are freaking about, out about this whole Bud Light <laughs> thing, but I hadn't experienced it in person, you know, so it wasn't completely real to me. Mm. 
But we get there. I'm setting the trailer up. It's hot. I'm drinking beer. And I drink Bud Light when I'm not drinking, you know, something. Uh, once in a while, I'll drink a fat tire if I'm just going to have a beer. But if I plan to drink all day, that's my beer of choice. Right. Yeah. You and Bruce, you're Bud Light fans, which I, I just don't like the beer, but more power to you. So I'm drinking a Bud Light. This guy pulls up next to me. Keep in mind, in liberal Seattle, uh, you know, I'm an hour, maybe an hour 15 out of Seattle. Uh, this this guy, you're an hour outside. Yeah, I'm camping, right? So, uh, this guy pulls up next to me and he starts setting his trailer up. Well, it's hot. He cracks a beer and, uh, comes over to introduce himself. And, uh, we talked for a second. He was like, uh, you want a real beer? And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I got it. I just bought a case. It's in the cooler and cooled. It's like, uh, oh, so you're going to keep drinking that tranny fluid, huh? I was like, wow, wow, dude, wow. I, I don't to be honest with you. I didn't know how to react completely. I just I met only, you. He just met me and I don't know him from Sam, Dick or Harry. So I was kind of cautious about my reaction to it, which has put a little bit of guilt on me. Mm-hmm. Um, Smart. But I did tell him later, like throughout the weekend, like I kept offering him beers and stuff like that. Like I made it apparent, like, yeah, this is what I drink. This is what I support. But uh, so my brother calls me. And I had told him the story. Well, he's camping right now with one of his good buddies. And uh, I call him. Answers on speakerphone. So his buddy is there with him. Uh, He starts asking me about if I'm still drinking Bud Light. He doesn't call it what that other guy called it, you know. But uh, he said, are you still drinking that Bud Light? Well, his friend perks up and he was like, oh, you're drinking that Bud Light? I was like, yes. Yes, sir, I am. I dr- I've drunk I drunk Bud Light most of my life, and I will continue to do so even more now. I've got a reason to do it. <laughs> yeah, right? Challenge me. So he says my brother's birthday party is in September. He's like, you're going to be out here for you know your brother's birthday. I'm like, yeah. And he was like, don't bring that Bud Light into Nebraska. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure it's there. I don't have to travel with it. But uh, what are we, I will bandit learn. the snowman here? I mean, come on. <laughs> right. He said, and I quote, if you try to drink that Bud Light in Nebraska, someone will put lead right between your eyes. Wow. I was like, I will be murdered <laughs> if I drink wow. a Bud Light in Nebraska. He was like, don't try it. And I was like, oh, my God, what is wrong with people? And the man was Jason Aldean. <laughs> I said, I will try it in a small town. I can't wait to drink Bud Light when I get there. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. this is what I'm talking about, of how weaponized things have become. These whiny little bitch snowflakes now they're threatening to murder you because you drink the beer that they've been drinking forever and that they are now snowflakey cancel culturing. And yes. that's what you should say if someone's like, you're drinking that Bud Light. You're like, yeah, I'm not some whiny snowflake into cancel culture. So I'm going to drink what I want to drink because this is America. Are you from Canada or Russia or something? Where are you from that you don't uh, have your own freedoms there? Huh? Right. I want to. Uh, I didn't mean to say Canada has no freedom. I just meant, are you from some other country? <laughs> well, uh, this show, The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabrisky, wishes you good luck, Bud Light. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. And now it's time to go to the news desk with Cousin Brewski. Oh, guys, gosh, where to start? Where to start? Well, I will tell you this. A um, beloved television star will be making his return. uh, And it may not just be on television. Across all platforms. Mm. Somebody from the 80s. All right. 
What you talking awesome. about, Brewski? <laughs> I believe he's dead. Well, they're both dead, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Todd Bridges is alive, dude. Yes, oh, exactly. Not Arnold. Okay. What? I, 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 I keep giving me some man, so I want to see if I can guess this. Okay, so this person was on television. Well, person, quote unquote, was on television. Alf. From night. Oh come on! Wow, that was quick. Well, you oh, just he's, gave it away. A, he's a jerk, dude. He's read the story. <laughs> no, I haven't. You what just said was that? Per- what? He said a little person. No, he said it's. You said it wasn't really a person. You said quote unquote person. Kind of a person, yeah. So well, it's either a- Mork from Mork or Alf. It's got to well, be Mork's dude. dead too, dude. Stop it. <laughs> Am I right though? It's Alf. Yes, Alf is no, making no. a comeback. I'll put your cats inside, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Alf will return as what? A TV show? Yes, Mr. Gordon Shumway himself will be back on television. Oh. In case you did not know, that was Alf's real name, Gordon Shumway. Yes. Alf okay, was what are the- we talking? Is this an actual Alf reboot or something, though? Well, this is uh, Rhino- Ryan Reynolds is reviving the classic TV show that ran from 86 to 1990 through sponsored segments as part of, uh, of a deal with FUBU and his maximum effort. You know what? I mean, I'll tell you a couple things. One, I loved Elf. I think it was a great show. <laughs> so, did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, liked, I loved Elf. And All certainly, right. yeah, I hope they do it well. But I'll tell you another reason I hope that show comes back big time. I have a copy of ALF number one. They did a limited comic book print back when ALF took off as huge. And I have the first issue of ALF. So that would shoot up in value if it has a resurgence nowadays. So I'm all for it. Is it worth anything now? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. Wait, wait. Check it on eBay. But uh. well, So, you know, obviously in the middle of the whole ALF thing, Back in the 80s, they made a lot of different ALF merch. Yes. yes. I used to have ALF they, slippers. Yes. Well, they, 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 <laughs> they made an ALF telephone. Where it was oh, the that's cool. Alf, and he held the telephone and you, you dial it. And so about two years ago, I got one of those at a Goodwill and I paid 20 bucks for it. Nice. Wow. Still got it. No, I sold it for $250. Oh, nice. Well, yes. this is a qualified reseller. I just looked on eBay. My comic is ranging from 10 to $15. So oh. let's see if it shoots up, if Alf becomes popular. So this is good <laughs> news, Brewski. I did not know this. Do we know when this is coming? Although now with the writers and actors strike, everything's delayed from new TV and movies and all that stuff. So. Mm. Yeah. Tune in this Catterday. Uh-huh. 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 Nice. Hated cats. Yeah. Did Alf ever cool. eat an actual cat? Like, did we ever, why didn't we ever see him eat a cat? That could have been problematic even back then. <laughs> but maybe yeah. nowadays on the reboot, we'll get to see him eat cats. But it's going to go down to like the, the you know, the shelter, the, the shelter and start saying, <laughs> I'll take that one. I'll take that one right there. Yeah, we'll have to see, dude. I can't wait for it. I love Alf. Everybody loves Alf. Just go eat some Chinese food, right? I mean, oh. <laughs> this is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Speaking of insensitive people, uh, I will bring you Lauren Boebert. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw her make the news again today, or this week, rather. What's Last the week. latest from the land of idiocy, from the land of hot idiocy? <laughs> yeah. She uh, was walking uh, through the halls uh, of the Senate, and somebody was, tried to stop her that was there, and they were handing out pins that were, uh, I think, for Uvalde. Uh, yes. Well, one victim in particular. Yes. And it had this child's picture on it. And, Brewski, do you know the child's name? I do not. I didn't even think that was important, but maybe it I, is. 
Uh, I'll get that for you real quick. Yeah, just out of respect. Look it up for me, will you? Uh, she was walking through the hall, and they were handing these out, and they tried to hand her one, and she kind of looked confused for a second and then finally t- took it in her hand. She's walking away, moves about, I don't know, 10 feet down the hallway and tosses it in the trash. Mm-hmm. So people are freaking out like how insensitive and disrespectful it was. Who was it, Brewski? Uh, the young, the girl's name was Maiti Rodriguez, who was 10 years old. She's the girl that wore the green Converse shoes with the heart drawn on the, the, the toe cap. Right. Which and they that, said in that, that that was the only way they were able to identify her, that she was so, uh, I mean, yeah, it was awful. Bullet, this was a mass shooting. They, 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 those, those, that AR-15 just tore to pieces. Yeah. Tore to pieces. So people are upset with Lauren Boebert. And uh, she finally came out over the weekend and made a little statement on this is what really happened. You guys come on. Um, Last week, there was a video of me throwing an item away that I had received randomly from somebody in the hallway. I was walking, had AirPods in, tried to tell the man that I was uh, occupied and he continued. And as he was handing me um, what turned out to be a memorial pen um i recognized him as a man who came at me very aggressively uh, just a few weeks prior during a press conference uh, he was so aggressive that he was apprehended by another member and detained by capitol police officers um, so i want to make it very clear that i did not want to receive anything that this man had to give me nor did i know what he was handing me okay i haven't been able to find anything about the guy that gave it to her that you know he got in trouble for you know being aggressive with her in the past i was able to find nothing on the internet i think it's the incident a few weeks ago right where this guy was at a public thing and some other congressman or whatever like grabbed the guy and started pushing him away but this wasn't he's he wasn't arrested no no he wasn't arrested. He was there. And sometimes you have to get a little rowdy for these people to listen is the point I think we need to make. Yeah, he was protesting. He was shouting at him. So, yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, this you knew. I mean, you walked the 10 feet. You glanced down at it. Yeah, what if it was a, a million-dollar bill? You didn't know what it was. You just threw it away. Like, you saw it. You saw the little girl's picture was right on the front about a, a four-by-three square. You know what? At least be smart enough. That if you accept something, uh, wait till you get your office to throw it away. <laughs> like, yes, so dumb to take it from the person and then walk 10 feet and just pitch it without having any idea what it was or, you know, any of the significance. So, so I, I, I admonish her just for that. And I admonish her for the speech you're playing. She didn't wear glasses and she looks so much hotter with her glasses on. She is something. And Steve wants to have relations with her. Uh, currently dirty ones you know <laughs> condescending uh derogatory relationships with her yeah you know all right spit in her mouth Doug <laughs> oh, wow. and i were watching a tv show the other day it was kind of a dark comedy and this guy who's uh flirting with a girl in a bar they start making out and he spits in her mouth and Dottie looks at me he was like if you ever do that to me <laughs> i was just well, like why well i don't know why it's become a thing but i'm certainly not going to do it to you well bobert i'll spit in her mouth for sure well, but that and the, the choking, uh, the, those have been really, really. I mean, I hear all the conversations about she wanted me to choke her or like one girl was like, he wasn't choking me enough. 
And yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Lauren hey. Bobert, you're just an idiot in general. So I actually kind of on one level would believe you didn't have the cognitive wherewithal to figure out what you were holding and your dismissive attitude towards the peasant masses. Yes. Have her throw it away. But either way, she looked dumb. So either own it or just say, like, I screwed up. Sorry. <laughs> you know? yeah. Should, no. yeah. Republicans don't apologize, Steve. You That's know that. true. Yeah. Are you fed up with feeling like a loser or a real dummy? Are you tired of urinating and defecating in your pants? Well, I'm sorry to hear that. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Hey, is that my poo set up? Because that's the story I've got ready. <laughs> Steve Harness! Yes, dude. Let's get into the poo, people. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is an interesting one. New research. Pooping only every three or more days is linked with cognitive decline really just uh it's actually doing something to my brain or is it because i'm always wondering if i have to poo well let's break it down a little i had said on this show i listened back to a podcast recently we were all talking about how often we poo and i was saying that i have uh every morning i just have a religious poo like my body's ready i don't wake up with an overwhelming urge but every morning it's ready to go and i deposit brewski you had referenced that you were nowhere near that frequent so what are we talking in your world every other day do you sometimes go three or four days no no not not that long but it's it's every couple of days usually Right. Oh, really? I thought yours was just you don't have it at a specific time. Like when it happens, it happens. Oh, well, yeah, well there's that. There's that, too. Yeah. Nick, do you, do you ever go more than 24 hours? Uh, if I do, there's something wrong, you know, right. like every once in a while, I'll feel like, uh, oh, man, maybe I'm a little constipated, like maybe once or twice a year and I'll go two days. Right. OK. But usually every day. So in the first of its kind research to look at constipation's impact on the aging brain, scientists have found some concerning poo, some concerning links. Um, <laughs> being chronically constipated, defined by the authors as having a bowel movement only every three or more days, has been linked with a 73% higher risk of subjective cognitive decline According to research presented Wednesday at the Alzheimer's Association International Conference in Amsterdam. What does that mean? When you poo, your cognitive ability comes back? Well, let's see what they connect here. Uh, quote here, our study provided first-of-its-kind evidence that examined a wide spectrum of bowel movement frequency. How would you love being given that grant if you're a scientist? But I digress. Uh, this is according to uh, Dr. Sharon Ma. Uh, the research is uh, first author and assistant professor in the Department of Nutrition at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were surprised at how strong the associations were and how strong the smells were, uh, especially for those with very infrequent bowel movements. About 16% of the worldwide adult population experiences constipation, but it's even more common amongst older adults due to age-related factors such as lack of uh, fiber, medicines, etc. Mm. Chronic constipation has been linked with inflammation and mental disorders such as anxiety and depression. Compared to uh, people who poop once a day, constipated participants have significantly worse con uh, cognition equivalent to three years or more of chronological cognitive aging. Hmm. So said the more we learn about gut brain access, the more we understand that it's just important to ensure that um, uh, preventing or addressing cognitive decline is a system-wide approach. The brain is not completely isolated from what's happening in your blood flow. Yeah, I was going to say that this has got to be a gut thing, right, altogether. I mean, I know it's about your poo, but at the heart of the matter, it's a, it's a gut thing. 
Yeah, I mean, I you're saying the whole system is connected. So yeah. one leads to the other. If you're having bowel movements only every three or four days, your blood oxygen level, circulations, all of this stuff is hurting your brain. Right. Cognitive decline. Wow. So their point is, you know, if you are constipated, do your best to knock it off. Eat more fiber, even if you have to take some sort of stool softener or whatever. Like you're hurting your brain by keeping that poo in there for that long. Maybe oh, yeah. that's what's wrong with America, dude. <laughs> Maybe well, we just have too much constipation going on. It goes back to the whole you're full of poo, you know, you're full right. Of, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, it makes sense because when you say somebody's full of crap, uh, you're saying you're an idiot. And this kind of connects that dot that you might actually be a moron because you actually are full of crap. Right. Yeah. This is need to know news. News you need to know. This should be our last story. So whoever's going, make it a make it a good one for us. All right. Well, I will then. Let me see what I want to give you now that I have to just give you one. Oh, uh, what are we thinking about uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.? Oh, what a trash. Not bag Cookie. for the Kennedy legacy. Oh, okay. So uh, we've got a few different opinions developing already. Uh, oh, I think we're on the same page. You do? You guys on the Wait, same what page? What did you say, Brewski? You said he's been. Is a kook and is a nutbag. No, that's not yeah, what you said. saying the same thing. You said I'm a saying, little kooky. I'm saying he's an embarrassment to the Kennedy family. And there was yeah. a time years ago where he first started coming out as anti-vaccine where I, I, I kind of started. He was talking about thimerosal or some additive that's put in all these things. And I kind of started thinking, like, this guy might be on to something. And then researched a little further. Turns out he's crazy. And uh, nowadays he's even crazier. Yeah. He's on video, of course, talking about his uh, anti-vax and everything like that. Uh, and he says, why? And then he starts taking a little bit of heat for it uh, with some of the Democrats who are saying, oh, yeah, this might this might be a pretty good vote. And uh, he said, oh, I never said that. And there's tape everywhere of you saying, like, I'm an anti-vaxxer. Oh, he's definitely an anti-vaxxer. I can't yeah. believe you even try to deny that. I mean, no, he, yeah, claiming he just, that he's not. I never way said before that. COVID, by the way. Yeah, but, but years ago he was saying that polio, and there's actually he's doubled down on it. That polio was not eradicated because of vaccines, but because GDT was banned. Uh, yeah, he's crazy, uh, and some people are worried that you know he's just Republican enough that uh, you know he may be able to do some damage on the Democratic side. Uh, they're all rejecting him, saying that he is a far left-leaning liberal, which I don't see how can that be possible. I mean, maybe with some of his ideas. Well, because he's well, named Kennedy. That's dude, the only reason they're saying that. They haven't listened, out, obviously. He's hanging out with Steve Bannon and Roger Stone all the time. You're telling me that Steve Bannon and Roger Stone would spend even any amount of time on a regular basis with someone if they were a left, a far left liberal? I mean, come on. Well, here is our, uh, what do you call Marjorie Taylor Greene about her feet? What do you call her? Hobbit feet. Hobbit feet had a little something to say uh, about whether or not she supports him. But if I advice for um, for Bobby Kennedy and I and I really agree with his position on the vaccines, it's been my position all along, Brian. You know that I I have been totally against the COVID vaccines from day one, just as you have. Um, totally against the mask. As a matter of fact, I got fined every single day I stepped on the house floor because I refused to wear a mask, and Nancy Pelosi would find me two thousand five hundred dollars 
every t- every single time I stepped on the house floor without a mask. And I was like, fine, you go ahead and find me. I could care less. Uh, well, that's good use of our tax dollars. Right. <laughs> you know, what I do mean, they say about a fool and their money will soon be parted? So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, she goes on to say that that's the only thing that she agrees with him about and that, uh, you know, the Republican Party wants to distance themselves uh, away from him. Uh, uh, his voice, uh, I know I'll maybe take some flack for this, but I can't listen to him speak. And I know it's not his fault, but uh, he's he, got something, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I I don't know if he had some sort of cancer of the esophagus no. or something. No, he something's he, he, he blames it. He blames the disease that attacks his his vocal cords on a flu vaccine that he received years ago. Yeah. Oh, he does. I didn't know that. I He's thought like Eric uh, Clapton. I see. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I just can't. I mean, uh, I can't have any beliefs uh, that I can get down with with him because I can't even listen to him talk. I'm done in about uh, 20 seconds. Yeah. Here's the thing. The Kennedy name alone would get him enough research money to prove his theories if they were correct and proven. He would have won the Nobel Prize by now. His anti-vax stuff started back in the early 2000s, way before COVID. Mm. So, no, you've had plenty of time to prove all this crap, and it's been proven the opposite. Well, um, and, and the other thing, too, though, is he's against all vaccines. And, that's and, what I'm saying, yeah. and Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying she she agrees with them on, on, on vaccines. So does that mean that she didn't vaccinate her daughter, who's a college softball player right now? course again she doesn't know what she's talking about she's she's cherry picking one thing he said about covid and trying to say she agrees with them about vaccines but no because you're i'm sure you're right i'm sure her kids were vaccinated of, of course, course they, they are dude of course they were right and by she's the way, the kind of person has- that will publicly admonish vaccines but of course privately get her kids vaccinated and herself obviously yeah right well he has a thing called spasmatic dysphonia Sounds like spasmatic phony. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. So what it is, is it's that it's a neurological voice disorder with a focal with a focus on the laryngeal laryngeal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He has something. And I, I hate to say that like that, you know, that I I hate his voice, you know, but it's true. I mean, you're a public speaker. I have a hard time listening to you and getting passionate about anything you're talking about with your voice. So, I can't. Uh, so maybe he, he, I'm a dick. Here's my question. Are we certain that this disease that he has didn't come about from, I don't know, all the coke that he's done for all these years? All the crap uh, that that's he's, a fact. That he's smoked, all the heroin that he's shot? <laughs> I mean, he's, a, he's, he's admitted that he has been, you know, a drug addict. Well, all I know yeah. is when Marjorie Taylor Greene says she agrees with you on anything, you should stop. <laughs> Just stop. Yes, you're doing something wrong. And uh, as uh, MTG is just so happy uh, to talk about all these uh, druggies, uh, quickly tell me, Brewski, oh. why Marjorie Taylor Greene held up pictures of Hunter Biden being serviced on live TV. Did you see it? I did see it. I did. And um, yeah, we're talking pornographic images she held up in front of Congress. Uncensored. Uncensored of the president's child. Could you fathom anybody doing that to any other president? Could you imagine if you were holding up Ivanka Trump pictures, which if you've got them, send them to me. But yeah, exactly. The audacity to hold up the president's child naked having sex. Right. You know, she's, she's doing it, obviously, to hurt Joe Biden. Meanwhile, of course, every frat bro around the country is like, yeah, because, you know, they see, you know, Hunter Biden 
doing things with really attractive prostitutes. A private yeah, citizen, mind you. A private citizen. Right. Yes. You know, he's coming out and banging a hooker. I would think a lot of conservatives would uh, want to vote for him now. Yeah, let's get some pics of other people. I mean, we know they're out there, but I just can't get over the fact, A, that she put them on live TV. They were uncensored. And then, like you said, that it was the president's son who's a private citizen. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, this is the uh, party of family values, by the way, holding up pornographic images in Congress. Exploitation a little bit. I mean, he didn't want those pictures on TV, right? No. And on top of that, they were they were showing that that hearing live on Fox News. And I guess when she put the pictures up, they were right there in front of the camera for about, I think, two to three seconds, which in TV time is an eternity. Yeah, yeah, they were long enough they, for people to pull the screenshots. I mean, I saw them online. No, I would love to see some sort of charges or whatever. I don't know how you can get away with that. But revenge uh, porn, by the way, they they say that that she violated the revenge porn laws in Washington D.C. That's I would right. think that would be accurate because it's not like he handed over this laptop. It was not you know gotten legally. Oh, so and, right? and that's well, now that's that's the other thing. By the way, that that laptop does not actually exist. There was a laptop, yes, but but the the hard drive that was in a laptop was actually handed to Rudy Giuliani by the GRU, which is the which is the Russian security agency. So that did not belong to Hunter Biden at all. Mm. Not said. Now there you go. Fun stuff. I'm glad they're showing porn in Congress. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it seems inappropriate. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's going to do it. I mean, we have so much more news to do, but we have a limited amount of time. So we got to bring the program to a close now. It's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. Find us online, thevocalminority.net, and please find our social medias and help us grow this biatch. Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one.